Hello and welcome back to another edition of Locked on Spartans. It is Wednesday, March 13th, 2019. The weather is warming. It's a beautiful day here in Michigan. Actually, you know what? I'm lying to you right now. It is midnight uh, on March 13th. I have no idea what the weather is going to be like when you're listening to this. I'm just hoping it's going to be a beautiful day in Michigan. (laughs) Uh, I am your host, Will Hunter. Uh, Thanks for joining uh, me today for today's Locked on Spartans. Reminder, we do this uh, five days a week, Monday through Friday generally, 30-minute episodes daily uh, dedicated to the world of Spartan athletics. Uh, Reminder, another reminder, uh, you can find the show on Twitter at OnSpartans. You can find me on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L2 underscores. You can always email the show LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com if you ever want to send questions or feedback or thoughts or anything like that. And rate and review uh, the podcast over on iTunes if you if you wouldn't mind. I, I appreciate the five star reviews really help out. Uh, and lastly, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I tell you guys all the time, subscribing is the easiest way to get episodes uh, on your phone every single day around five o'clock in the morning when they go live uh, on the podcast service I use, and then they get sent to your phone. It is the easiest way to get this show. All right, on today's show. We are going to talk about a few things. Uh, we're going to talk about the Big Ten tournament, uh, whether or not it is worth it for Michigan State to push for a one seed. Um, and we'll talk about some bracketology as well in the first segment. Uh, Gonzaga lost last night in the West Coast Conference Championship game. Uh, we'll see how that sort of shakes things out uh, as you know brackets, projected brackets are updated uh, today. Uh, Late last night, I was looking, um, really, as I'm recording right now, uh, just trying to see, and things really haven't been updated yet, but we'll see if Gonzaga slips a little bit. Maybe that opens up a spot for Michigan State. So is it worth it to push for that one seed uh, and try to win the Big Ten tournament, or is it better to just kind of, you know, try to stay healthy and, you know, move on to the NCAA tournament? Uh, After that, I want to talk about Michigan State's uh, Big Ten tournament results compared to the NCAA tournament. See if there's any sort of correlation there and just kind of talk about my thoughts with that. Uh, And then lastly, I will finish off with a little bit of football. Yes, third segment, we're going to talk just a little bit of spring football stuff. Uh, The unofficial sort of start of spring football is here. D'Antonio had a news conference yesterday. Nothing really interesting came up. Uh, A couple things that are worth mentioning, but not really expanding upon. But uh, football over-under win totals have been released um, in some spots. So I want to talk about that as it relates to Michigan state. Uh, and then I'll have a, a poll of the day as well there for the third segment. So that's the plan for today's show. Uh, let's not waste any more time and start talking about it. Okay. So big 10 tournament bracket. I got it up here right in front of me. Uh, Michigan state will tip off 1130 AM on big 10 network. Uh, this Friday, the 15th, I, for one, absolutely love uh, like the 11:30 game. That's my favorite part. Uh, just as a quick aside, I do this a lot. Uh, my favorite part of the NCAA tournament is like noon hits, and it's just like it's basketball, it's college basketball. 
Um, and that's, you know, going back to college, like just skipping class that I never skipped class, mom, uh, skipping class and things like that to watch the first couple of days of the NCAA tournament, you get up, you get ready, and then you just straight basketball from noon to whenever it's always like a 14 seed taken on a three seed to start the day. And you're like, all right, here we go. Big upset coming right off the bat. Let's get this thing going. So I love that 1130 AM tip for Michigan state. Um, I'm assuming that's Eastern time. Oh, yep, uh, Eastern time, so they're going to be playing at 10.30 a.m. Central time in Chicago where the tournament is, so that'll be a weird game, uh, whoever they play. But uh, Michigan State will take on the winner of Indiana and Ohio State. Uh, rest of the bracket, you know, we've got Minnesota, Penn State, the winner takes on Purdue, and Michigan's kind of waiting in the wings uh, probably for Iowa, and then Wisconsin's probably going to be facing Maryland. We'll see if anyone can sort of shake things up, watch Illinois because they've been playing well at times. Uh, See if anyone can make an interesting run. Anyway, for Michigan State, that first game Friday morning, um, you know, I have been saying for a while that, and and Izzo said this as well, um, tongue-in-cheek, but when he says stuff tongue-in-cheek, we know he's a little bit serious. He's not totally joking, even if he is joking. Um, But he said if we could find a way to get a share of the Big Ten title in the regular season, he would just forfeit the Big Ten tournament. Um, and that I think is just purely just how the season has gone, the injuries, the things like that. It's just been a pain in the pain in the butt all season long. And so you kind of just want to try to get as healthy as you can and get into the NCAA tournament. Um, and I've been sort of with that. And I know a lot of fans share that sentiment with me. And there are a number of fans who want to win it, who aren't in favor of any sort of not that they wouldn't try hard, but would be frustrated with the poor performance. Want to see the team kind of clicking on all cylinders going into March, you know, peaking at the right time type stuff. And I'm with that too. I understand that logic uh, and I'm not against that, but uh, I've said my number one priority is health. Um, so if they can find a way to win the Big Ten tournament and, you know, stay healthy, that that's great. Um, and it would be interesting if they could, you know, end up matching up against Purdue in the final, get sort of like a, an unofficial tiebreaker thing, uh, even though you know the loser that's not taken down the banner. Uh, and Michigan State is the one seed right now, but uh, you know that could be fun. There could be some stakes there. It could be interesting. And if Michigan State wants to get a one seed, I think they do need to win the Big Ten tournament. Not that seeding matters um, a whole lot. I mean, the difference between a one and a two seed isn't isn't much, but you could get a, a better regional draw and things like that. Uh, you know, and it's just better to play a 16 team, 16 seed than a 15 seed. Uh, just mathematically, uh, that's it's better to play a worse team, and then the second round it's better to play an eight or a nine seed instead of a seven seed. Um, so that's uh, that's sort of what's the debate, what the debate is, I guess. And you know, it's pretty dead set on that line of thinking of, of sticking with. You know, I want them to kind of, I want it to be Indiana. I want them to beat Indiana. And then I'm okay if they lose to Wisconsin or Maryland. That was kind of where I was at. And I'm starting to come around on the idea of, you know, not doing that, of of really, you know, wanting them to actually win the tournament, of putting more stock in them being able to win the tournament. Uh, This team's really good. And I think they're playing really good basketball right now. Uh, And you know, I don't want to see them lose to an Indiana or an Ohio State in that first game for sure. And, you know, Wisconsin and Maryland are good teams. It's understandable to lose to them. But if you were able to beat one of them uh, and then beat either Purdue, Michigan, whoever gets to that final, you know, between Purdue, Michigan, Iowa, I would think are the three teams that really have a shot. Uh, whoever gets to that final, that would be 
another you know nice feather in the cap to put in uh, for Michigan State on Selection Sunday. And, and with Gonzaga losing to St. Mary's, I think it, it makes the argument more interesting. And so, like I said, I was kind of set in what I wanted out of the tournament, and now I'm kind of wavering a little bit. I'm, I'm thinking about it more. Do I want Michigan State to win the Big Ten tournament? Of course I do. Um, am I rooting for it more or will I be less okay with a semifinal loss or something like that with a potential one seed on the line? I think I would be less okay with it now uh, than I would have been a day ago. And you don't, we don't know what's going to happen in the SEC tournament. We don't know what's going to shake out with Duke. If Zion Williamson uh, is going to play, if he's going to play a lot, what, what happens with Duke? Uh, you know, Virginia's kind of locked in there. I think North Carolina is just playing so well that they'll end up locked in there. Um, and you know, Gonzaga, that's not a terrible loss, but it's, you know, it's an additional loss and their schedule is nowhere near as strong, uh, as Michigan state or other teams vying for that one seed. So I think it just, it makes things more interesting and I'm not totally dead set one way or the, the other, um, in my, I guess if you had to pin me down gun to my head or something like what how much do I care about this Big Ten tournament I I think uh, it's tough to answer but I think I'm starting to care more about it Um, and I think depending on how things shake out in other conference tournaments you know by the semifinals maybe Kentucky loses their first game in the SEC or uh, whatever and, and there's a real shot for Michigan State like we see in bracketology, Gonzaga moved down to the two line in spots, and right now, like maybe Gonzaga is the four seed overall on the on the line, the number four team, and Michigan State's the fifth team. Then there's a real shot, like Michigan State, if they win the Big Ten tournament, they're gonna jump a team uh, in that four spot if it's Gonzaga, especially with them not winning their conference championship, losing to a team that they've beaten by huge margins already. Uh, given a you know a, a few losses for them is. You know, they've only lost to, like, they lost to North Carolina, they lost to Tennessee, a neutral court loss, and then a tough loss, big loss in North Carolina on the road, and that was a long time ago. And then they just, you know, blazed through the West Coast Conference, which is a bad conference, uh, before losing to to St. Mary's. So, like, their resume, they're a really good team, but their resume is not outstanding, and we know the committee really likes Michigan State. So I don't think it's crazy to think that Gonzaga's number four right now, or it could be number four. Uh, when Michigan State tips off if they make the semifinal of the Big Ten tournament. And if Michigan State wins the Big Ten tournament, there's going to be a really strong argument for them to jump over Gonzaga and get a one seed. Um, And that means you're avoiding uh, Virginia until the Final Four. You're avoiding a North Carolina or a Duke until the Final Four, potentially Kentucky, whoever the other one seeds are. You know, I've seen a lot of bracketology, uh, reaction to bracketology where Michigan State's the two seed in Duke's region, and (laughs) Michigan State fans seem to react pretty negatively to that. That's understandable given the history between the two and the makeup of Duke's team with three top five picks on the roster, and it's just, well, Michigan State's a really good team. You don't feel great going into that, uh, especially if Zion Williamson is back to 100% and looking like how he did before he sprained his knee. Uh, so you want to avoid that. You want to try to get to the final four without having to go through a one seed, uh, one of the elite teams, uh, and maybe someone knocks Duke off or, you know, who knows how everything will shake out. The tournament's crazy, but uh, I think Michigan State could end up with a real, real legitimate shot at getting a one seed now. And with that sort of back into play, uh, and again, we got to see how other things shake out in other conference tournaments, but with one seed really back in play for them, uh, I think it'd be worth it. And, 
you know, aside from they have to get Nick Ward some time on the court, his conditioning needs to get back up. He's got to get used to He's going to have a pad on his hand, I think, for a little while, so he's going to have to get used to that. And it's just good to get him as much run as possible before the games are really, you know, lose and your season's over. Um, you know, aside from that, aside from getting Ward back, aside from the conditioning, there is, I think, a lot to play for in this Big Ten tournament. And, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're not falling anywhere below a two, so you don't have to worry about an early loss or anything like that, although getting swept three times. Losing three times Indiana in the season, it would just put really put a damper on things. <laughs> and it would probably punch the Hoosiers ticket to the NCAA tournament. Um, God, if that happened and they got in and Michigan State somehow matched up with them again at some point, it would be infuriating. Um, but yeah, a little bit of shout-out redemption of Indiana. But there are things to play for in this NCAA tournament. Uh, and I'm thinking I'm more falling along those lines than I was just a couple of days ago. Uh, even you know, going back to Saturday when Michigan State won, I was like dead set like, okay, don't care about the Big Ten tournament. Let's just get to the NCAA tournament healthy. And now I'm sort of wavering on that as things play out. Uh, as the madness continues, which it tends to do in March. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm sure it'll be an evolving position. Uh, I'm sure for a lot of you, you're kind of running through it like, hey, you know, do I want to see them try to get a one seed? Or am I okay with a two seed? Do I just want to make sure Kyle Arns is healthy and then everyone's ready to go for the, the, the real tournament? So that's sort of where I'm at with that right now. All right, let's break right there uh, when we get back. We will uh, talk about Michigan State's results in Big Ten tournaments and how they sort of compare to the results in the NCAA tournament. I want to see if there's a correlation. I'm not going to go through everything, but I'm going to go through the years they won the Big Ten tournament and the years they reached the Final Four and just kind of compare and contrast those things. So that'll be up next. Uh, Real quick, though, before the break, uh, I've been telling you guys about uh, the ability to play this podcast in your car, and we're really trying to... uh, let you guys know about that. It's like a, you know, an easy way to listen to the show, hands-free, things like that. Uh, and it's perfect for the commute. You just hop in the car. You say, hey, play podcast Locked on Spartans. If you've got a smart device in your car, the latest podcast, uh, latest episode of this podcast plays. And if I'm doing my job and the show's up at 5 a.m., it's perfect for your morning commute or your commute home or whatever. So uh, that's what you do. If you've got a smart device in your car, you just tell it to play podcast Locked on Spartans. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, welcome back to segment two of today's Locked On Spartans. I forgot to mention in the first half, our first segment. Um, so I, I already told you guys that yesterday or Monday's show was the most listened to show in the history of Locked On Spartans. And I think yesterday's was the second. It was either second or third. It was up there. Um, but I got a email from my boss, and I, I always joke that nobody listens to my show, but they may have been. Um, hopefully they weren't when I said this, um, but I always joke that they, they don't listen to the show. 
But I got an email of uh, a screenshot of the Lockdown Spartans logo, and it was ranked 163rd in the iTunes rankings. I'm not sure what the category was. Don't really care what the category was. I, I think it was podcast uh, that talk about Michigan State that are hosted in the state of Michigan uh, by a person named Will. So I think it was 163rd in that niche category. But either way, uh, being ranked uh, in iTunes is really cool, even if it was just for a day. I uh, can't thank you guys enough for that. Um, like I said, this show's been growing and growing and growing. It's been really cool to be a part of. And so thanks again for listening and sharing and telling people about it uh, and all that good stuff. All right. So I went through and compiled a list here. And I've got Michigan State's Big Ten tournament results compared to uh, NCAA ter- things for years. They either won the tournament uh, or made the Final Four. So I'm just going to run through these really quickly, uh, and we'll sort of see where we, we shake out here. So in 1999, they won the Big Ten Tournament, went to the Final Four. Next year, they won the Big Ten Tournament, won the National Championship. 2001, this is where things get interesting. Uh, they lost the first game of the Big Ten Tournament, went to the Final Four. 2005, they lost the first game of the Big Ten Tournament, went to the Final Four. 2009, they lost in the semis of the Big Ten Tournament, uh, were national runner-up. 2010, they lost the first game of the tournament, and they went to the Final Four. So, kind of, you know, the first couple of years, it seems to be a strong correlation that winning the Big Ten tournament helped propel them to uh, great heights in the NCAA tournament. And then the next four Final Fours uh, that Tom Izzo and Michigan State went to uh, followed (laughs) a total of one and four, uh, one and four record in the Big Ten tournament in those four seasons. Um, yeah, three times they lost in the first game. One year they won a game, won the quarterfinals in 2009, then lost in the semifinals. So just a lot of, a lot of losing in the Big Ten tournament there in the, uh, I don't know, is that the aughts? The, uh, the aughts, 2000, 2001 to 2010. Um, a lot of losing in the Big Ten tournament with a lot of winning uh, in, in the NCAA tournament. And really the years in between, it was kind of funny. There would be a lot of uh, win one in the tournament, Lose lose the next game in the Big Ten tournament, uh, lose in the Sweet 16, lose in the second round, lose in the Sweet 16. So like win one in the Big Ten tournament, win one or two in the NCAA tournament were a lot of the years that kind of filled in there. Uh, 2012, they won the Big Ten tournament, lost in the Sweet 16. Uh, 2014, they won the Big Ten tournament, lost to UConn in the Elite Eight. 2015, they lost in the final of the Big Ten tournament, made the final four. Uh, And then 2016, they won the Big Ten Tournament, and uh, Middle Tennessee State happened. So, kind of a a mishmash there. Some decent March success following, um, so, you know, they win the Big Ten Tournament. They have have great results from, you know, 2012, 14, 15, 16. They win three of those. They lose in the final in the other. The only one they make the final for is the one they lost in the final. Um, And then really, I think, disappointing results, obviously in 16, but... 2014, that team losing in the Elite Eight to UConn, a team they are significantly better than. That was super disappointing. That team should have won the national championship. Uh, and then 2012, number one seed. Uh, I think they're the number one overall seed. Uh, one of the best teams in the country for sure all year. Uh, and then they lose to Louisville in the Sweet 16 in a game that was just a terrible matchup for them. Uh, that was one of the worst games to watch uh, as a Michigan State fan that I can remember. That thing was just friggin' painful. So, the point is, it seems as if there's not really a correlation at all. 
I can I can safely say that there is no success in the Big Ten tournament leads to success in March or losing early uh, leads to success in March. Yes, there were some runs of both of those things, right? The early early couple of years, the first two Final Fours, the first Final Four in the national championship followed Big Ten tournament wins. And then for the next 10 years, they made four Final Fours uh, and had no success in the Big Ten tournament. And then they won three Big Ten tournaments in, uh, was it 13, 14? Yeah, they won three Big Ten tournaments in a five-year span uh, and only made one Final Four, and it was the year that they lost in the final of the Big Ten tournament. So uh, this doesn't surprise me. I didn't expect a correlation going in. I think some of it is a little bit narrative-driven. I remember the narrative of, well, they lost in the first game of the Big Ten in 2005 and made the Final Four. Maybe that'll bode well for this you know, time. And just a lot of the years in between, uh, all of these really, are quick exits in the Big Ten tournament followed by you know quick, two quick exits in the NCAA tournament. You know, losing in the second round, losing in the Sweet 16, sometimes losing in the first round, you know, George Mason and, and things like that. So, um, you know, basically the I just wanted to kind of put all that out there so you could, you know, be armed with it and not try to formulate a debate or an opinion based on uh, a narrative that isn't necessarily true, whether you think, you know, one success leads one success in one leads to success in the other or vice versa. Losing early is a good sign for, for March. It's just not really uh, true either way. There's kind of a negative opposite correlation. It's, 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 it's a contradictory thing. So that means there's no correlation. Uh, I've been saying correlation a lot this segment. I'm sure you're absolutely loving that. A big, you know, fancy numbers podcast with a lot of correlation. Um, so that uh, doesn't really, I guess, or shouldn't influence our thinking is, is the point here for the Big Ten tournament. Whatever happens in the next few days here, uh, it is its own independent thing away from the NCAA tournament. If Michigan State's playing really well and looks great, uh, it feels like they're peaking at the right time. Uh, that just doesn't really translate uh, necessarily to getting to the Final Four. Uh, yeah, it, it does translate to winning at least two games. So, well, outside of 2016, which is a freak outlier. Uh, generally, winning the Big Ten tournament does lead to some NCAA tournament success, but that's I think, can be explained because uh, generally good teams win the Big Ten tournament. You know, rare is the Penn State team that sneaks up on everyone and wins. Um, I think that was like 2015, right? Uh, yeah, it may have been, but rare is that like rare is a bad team. You know, Illinois probably won't win this big 10 tournament. Northwestern probably won't win this big 10 tournament. And when you're a good team over a representative sample size, uh, if you keep winning big 10 tournaments, you're going to have some success at March at some point. And that's just what Michigan state is. They win a lot. They've won a lot of big 10 tournaments. Uh, what I got five of them here. Yeah, five under Izzo uh, in the seven final fours. So although they don't always come in the same year, there's a correlation there. Just it's Michigan State's good. They win a lot of games. They win a lot of games in the Big Ten tournament, and they win a lot of games in March. So that's uh, that's all I want to take from that. Just reinforce it one more time. Don't use the results in the Big Ten tournament to sort of project forward. Like, well, they they look really great. They they you know, 
they look they're playing really good basketball. I, I think they're gonna have a great chance of success in March. Uh, they're gonna have a great chance at success in the NCAA tournament because they're a really good team. But it's gonna matter uh, the draw. The draw is really gonna matter. Michigan State could end up as a one seed and play nine seed that just plays basketball like Louisville. Um, at, you know, pressing constant and just annoying. And they have a slightly off shooting night, exactly what happened last year against Syracuse, and the whole thing goes to hell. So that's that's the big thing. Uh, Michigan State's good. They're playing well. They're going to be playing well going into March, even if they lose their first game. They just played a really good game against one of the best teams in the country in Michigan. But a lot of a lot of what happens in the NCAA tournament is going to matter. It's going to be impacted by the draw that they get. All right, let's break right there for segment two. When uh, we get back for segment three, talk a little bit about spring football and some win totals uh, that I think are certainly interesting. Uh, before we do that, I've been telling you about this survey we've got going on over at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Uh, we're putting together the survey to try to get listeners like you to tell us um, you know, about the podcast you listen to on the network, what you like about them, what you don't like about them, things like that. shouldn't take too long to complete the survey. 10-15 minutes, and by participating, you enter for a chance to win a $250 Vivid Seats gift card. Visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey to participate. One more time, LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. All right, welcome back to segment three of today's Locked On Spartans. Let's talk a little bit about spring football. So D'Antonio had a little pre-spring practice media session. Nothing really interesting came out of it. Uh, I do want to tell you, very minimal attrition. That's something that kind of can sneak up on people. We did get updates uh, in the winter from D'Antonio. I think it was at the press conference with the staff shakeup stuff. Uh, Mufi uh, Hill or Mufi Hunt Hill. Was it Hill Hunt? Mufi Hunt. Mufi Hunt Hill um, is, it has decided to grad transfer. If you remember, he uh, went on a Latter Day Saints mission, got hurt during it. Uh, came back to Michigan State to rehab. As uh, soon as he got healthy, he hurt his knee again uh, and then got healthy again and got hurt again. Um, so he's been at Michigan State a while, never really got to play because of injuries, switch positions, things like that. So he's a grad transfer. Uh, and then Willie Consonance, punter, Will Pristup, uh, has transferred as well. And since then, only one additional player um, that was on scholarship and expected to return uh, is no longer with the program. That's Justice Alexander, defensive end, didn't play uh, a ton last year, but was someone that maybe there was a chance he could uh, break out and be an impact player at some point, but he is no longer with the program, no longer on the roster. Um, and just aside from that, it's generally the normal attrition that you get. Uh, walk-ons who don't return, you know, just decide they don't want to get hit a ton in practice by really big guys anymore to not play football <laughs> and, and aren't going on scholarship. And then there's guys who, you know, uh, who are on scholarship for three or four years and just never panned out. And then they graduate and it's, you know, redshirt junior who graduates uh, and doesn't return for a redshirt senior season because they're not going to play, and then the scholarship goes to another freshman. So uh, that's just the normal attrition you would expect. So um, good to have low attrition there before spring practice gets going. Um, let's see. Yeah, first spring practice is Thursday, so we'll have some stuff. You know, we'll talk about scrimmages and things like that a little bit as, as things play out. There's certainly a lot of things to watch for. Brian Lewerke said, 
Uh, he's back to 100%, didn't need surgery, just rehabbed his shoulder, so that's good. We'll see how he does. We'll see if there's anything uh, interesting going on with different formations, different type of offense, tempo, things like that. I imagine we won't see a ton in spring practice. They're not going to be totally drastically shifting the playbook, um, but we'll get our first look at how the offensive staff shakeup um, has impacted the team uh, when spring ball gets going here in a couple days. Um, you know, Kenny Willekes, Jack Camper aren't participating. That's really all the newsy stuff. Not a ton, and that's in spring generally a good thing. You don't want a lot of news uh, with your spring football because that usually means guys are suspended, guys are academically ineligible, guys are transferring, uh, etc., etc. So what I really want to talk about here is I got a few more minutes left in the show is win totals. So Bet Online uh, has released a list. I think it's twenty five teams. Um, the win totals for 25 or so teams uh, for the 2019 season. And it kind of, it starts at Alabama at 11, Clemson at 11, and then it goes down from there. So uh, my thinking is they release the top 25 numbers that they're going to be posting and everything else that gets released. And remember, this is just one betting service. It's not the consensus and things can get interesting with uh, preseason win totals. But goes all the way from Alabama at 11 down to Tennessee at 7. So um, <clears throat> I imagine there's a number of other teams that will come in, in in the 7, 7.5, 8, 8.5 range that aren't listed. Um, but Michigan State is not among these teams listed from the Big Ten. Ohio State is at 10. Michigan is at 9.5. Penn State is 8.5. And, and Wisconsin's 8.5. So those are those are the numbers in the Big Ten, and I would imagine this service when they get around to getting the rest of them would probably have Michigan State come in somewhere around seven. Um, given that Wisconsin uh, has been included at eight and a half, and Wisconsin's not a high-profile program. There's a lot of high-profile programs on here, and that's to be expected. Those teams have big fan bases that like to bet a lot, and so they get these numbers out early. But like Washington State's on here at eight and a half. That's not a big fan base. Boise State's on here at eight and a half. That's not a big fan base, but those are... Um, higher numbers and they like to get those higher numbers out there early. It's not super exciting when it's like, uh, I don't know, Rutgers two and a half (laughs) or whatever. Like no one's jumping to bet on those lines. Everyone wants to bet on their favorite teams and their good teams. So what you get is the good teams that are expected to win a lot of games. And then the teams with really popular big fan bases, uh, like Tennessee's on here at seven. And I'm sure there are teams not on this list that will be projected for more than seven wins, but Tennessee is a huge fan base, so they want to get the Tennessee number out. Um, I imagine, though, Michigan State being not included on this would mean they're probably going to come in projected seven and a half or, or under um, for this particular service. And that's uh, really interesting to me. I'm surprised that, you know, I'm partially not surprised and I'm partially surprised. I'm surprised that um, things have fallen so, or things have gotten so sour, the national projection on Michigan State after last season, that it, that it seems to be forgotten that they won 10 games two years ago uh, and are returning, I don't know, I think it's 17 starters they're returning, 18 starters, they're returning nine starters, uh, eight or nine starters on what was the best defense in the entire country, according to S&P Plus, um, you know, it's not hard to to imagine Michigan State winning 10 or so games this year. And so I think uh, they're kind of getting lowballed here uh, to start. If you, you know, see a number out there that's like seven or seven and a half or even eight, I would 
be interested in, in jumping all over the over on that. The thing is, you got to be careful because Vegas, Vegas knows things. And last year, Michigan State was coming off a 10-win season. Um, I saw a reputable betting service list their preseason win total at 6.5. And, um, and I think that it eventually stabilized to around 8. Like most came in around 8.5 for Michigan State last year. But I saw someone early uh, in the proceedings <clears throat> list Michigan State's over-under at 6.5, and, and that gave me pause. And I think that's something that's worth monitoring as these preseason numbers come out. Where are they all falling in? Is everyone coming in around the 7, 8, 8.5 range for Michigan State? Or are we seeing some 6s and things like that? Because um, not that Vegas always gets it right, and Vegas is wrong a lot with Michigan State. Um <laughs> They're either too high or too low. They never seem to be right on Michigan State, and that goes for preseason AP polls and things like that. Michigan State's a goofy program that's hard to project. Um, but last year, I think a lot of people coming off that 10-win season with everyone coming back, if you would have said uh, over under 6.5 wins for Michigan State on the season, every single one of us, myself included, would have said over, uh, and every single one of us would have been wrong uh, because they end up winning six games. So. Just something to look out for. I thought it was interesting that this first group of numbers came out uh, with 25 of the top uh, win totals, the 25 highest win totals or so. Uh, and Michigan State was not among those 25 teams. And I wouldn't imagine. We'll see when the preseason polls and things come out. We're a long way away from that. But uh, this seems like just trying to read the tea leaves and get a feel for things that it's going to be another season where Michigan State's going to come into it under the radar because things were so disastrous for them in the in on offense last year um and they it, people are aware of the changes that were made and I'm sure for a lot of people whose job it is to predict things and stuff like that that wasn't enough to think yeah Michigan State's going to rebound and be a, a competent offensive team this year so that's just kind of where things seem to be at right now, and I think that's that's good. Michigan State always seems to, for whatever reason, uh, need that little disrespect card. They need the chip on the shoulder, all that crap, uh, and, and they need to outperform low expectations to have great seasons. It's a weird thing we've got going on here. So, All right, that's going to be the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I think, yeah, yes, tomorrow, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting confused. Tomorrow we will not pre pre or, uh, preview a game. Friday we will preview a game. But I will uh, do some updates on the Big Ten tournament and things like that uh, tomorrow as well. Um, I think tomorrow will probably be a little bit shorter of an episode, a little bit thinner. Um, I will have a poll that I'm going to post on Twitter so I can talk about the result results of that on tomorrow's show. At on Spartans at Will underscore underscore Hunter. One L two underscores if you want to see that poll. Uh, it's just it's going to be a season win total for Michigan State. What do you think is I'll probably put six, seven, eight, nine plus kind of like that type thing, or maybe ranges six or less, seven to eight, uh, nine to ten, ten plus, and we'll kind of see what the fan base feels right now for uh, for win totals. So you can look out for that in Twitter, and we'll talk about the results uh, tomorrow. So. Uh, yeah, some Big Ten basketball stuff tomorrow, some football stuff tomorrow, uh, and then we'll get to our Friday show after that and, and get into the weekend previewing the Big Ten tournament. So, all right, thanks again for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Spartans. Until then, go green.